0: This is Dr. Benny Tate, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's message at Rock Springs Church. Wherever you are, I hope that this message encourages you and helps you grow in your walk with God. Here's this week's message from Rock Springs Church. Well, good morning, and thank you so much for being in God's house, and I realize many of you are worshiping with us online, and we're so grateful, we're so honored to to have all of you, because we're one church. Whether you're in one of our campuses or you're worshiping with with us online, we are one church. So our scripture reading today, our scripture, whether if you're home or whether if you're in our campus, we can stand to our feet. If you're home, I'll never know if you're standing or not. Amen? But we'll stand and we'll take our Bibles to Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. This is what the Bible says. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation, to them which are in Christ Jesus. That's an encouraging verse, folks. There's no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. Had made me free from the law of sin and death. I want to talk to you for uh, just a little while on the blessings... Of being a Christian the blessings of being a Christian I remember years ago many years ago probably almost 30 years ago I went to South Lake Mall South Lake Mall almost yes almost 30 years ago and I'll I'll never forget this experience that I had at South Lake Mall I I walked into the mall and there was a lady to my right and I said hi and she said hi and then that lady said "Uh, how are you doing And I said, I I, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm doing great. And then I thought, well, naturally, I need to ask her how she's doing. So I said to her, How are you doing? And she kicked her shoulders back, and she said, Honey, I'm too blessed to be stressed. (laughs) <laughs> she said, honey, I am too blessed to be stressed. And I've, I've thought about that all these years, folks. We are so blessed, amen? We, we are so blessed. We're, you know, there, there's a verse in Psalm 68 and 19, and this is what it says. It says that God daily loads us down with benefits. That not weekly, uh, uh, not monthly. Not yearly, but the scripture says literally daily God loads us down. Our God gives us benefits. Our God gives us blessings. But we just gotta see them. Amen? We, we've just got to see the, the blessings of God. I think many times it's like a it's like a donut. It's like a donut. Now now see uh I believe the lights on, don't you? I, I believe the lights on. Now listen, I, 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 I visualize in my mind this donut, and, and 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 I visualize all kind of glaze on that donut. I mean, I, I, I visualize that thing is just so hot. Can you imagine that? Yeah, come on. I believe God's in that, amen. I mean, that thing is just so hot, and there's glaze. It's just it's just hanging all over it. I mean, there's no calories in that jammy. I mean, it's just so good. But look, folks, look here. If you're not awful careful, you won't see anything I just described. All you'll see is the hole. You won't see any of this. All you see is the hole. And there's people who live their entire lives and all they see is the hole. No, 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 no. I, so, negative, if they walked into a dark room, they'd develop. Amen? <laughs> Because their entire lives, all they see is the hole and they never see the donut. But I want you to know something, folks. God's blessed us. And there's a bunch of blessings to being a Christian. And this week I was just reading Romans chapter 8. I just just read Romans chapter 8 and I thought, blessing, 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 blessing. And what I want to do, I want to take Romans chapter 8, folks, as fast as I can. And I just want to give you seven or eight blessings of being a Christian. Just, just, see, see, the Bible says this. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 and 57, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You have the victory. Well, what do I have victory over? Let me give you some of those things. Number one, you have victory over condemnation. You have victory over condemnation. Look what, look what Romans 8 and 1 says. It says, there is therefore now a little condemnation. No, no, no. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Now, now what is condemnation? It's the action of condemning someone to a punishment. It's every day feeling like, in light of what I've done, I'm going to be punished. In light of what I've done, I'm going to be punished. But the Bible says in Romans 3 and 25, whom God have set forth to be a propitiation. Now, that's a big word. What it means is to regain the goodwill of through faith in his blood. You got to understand, God's a holy God. Mankind is sinful. There had to be punishment for sin. God vented the punishment for sin on Jesus Christ. God vented his anger over sin on Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ took the punishment for your sin. Jesus Christ took the punishment for my sin. And because of that, we don't have to live in guilt. We don't have to live in condemnation. We don't have to live in dread because I want you to understand you can have victory over condemnation because Jesus Christ paid it all. Jesus Christ paid your entire sin debt. He paid your past, your present, and your future sin debt on the cross. Understand something, folks little boy walks up to the washington monument and he says at the washington monument i want to buy the washington monument and a man says son how much money have you got he said i've got 35 cents he said well let me say something you can't buy the washington monument three reasons number one it's not for sale (laughs) number two Thirty-five cents is not enough money to buy the Washington Monument, but neither would $35 million. And number three, son, if you're an American citizen, you already own it. You get this down. You get this down. You get this down. If you have accepted Jesus Christ, you need to walk in that freedom. If you've accepted Jesus Christ, you need to walk in that peace. If you've accepted Jesus Christ, you need to walk in that victory that I'm not going to be condemned. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. And I've got victory over condemnation because of what Jesus has done for me. You don't have to live with that low-lying black cloud. You've got victory over condemnation. But listen to me closely. You have victory over domination. Over domination. Look what verse 2 says. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Now see, as Christians... We've moved into a whole new sphere of life because we're not under the law. We have the Holy Spirit. We're not under the law. We have the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going I'm to give you some verses real fast, and then I'm going I'm to speak concerning it. In 1 Samuel 10 and 10, this is what the Bible says. It says, and the Spirit came upon Saul, In 1 Samuel 16 and 13, it says, the Spirit came upon David. In Judges 14 and 6, it says, the Spirit came upon Samson. You've got to understand something. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come upon people for certain tasks. The Holy Spirit would come up on people for certain responsibilities. That was in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit does not come up on us. The Holy Spirit dwells within you. The Holy Spirit dwells within you. You have the power of the Holy Spirit inside you. That's why the Bible says in Galatians 5 and 16, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You can have power over whatever's pulling you down, ladies and gentlemen, through the power of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) A lady told me last night, she said when I was young, I would lose my temper. I would lose my temper. <laughs> well, I said, I can relate. When I was a boy, I would lose my temper, but my mother would help me find it, amen? <laughs> but, but, but but, understand something, folks. You can have victory over whatever in your life through the power of the Holy Spirit. And unless there is within us That which is above us, we will soon yield to that which is around us. You say, I can't overcome this. You can overcome anything, ladies and gentlemen, through the power of the Holy Spirit. You can overcome any vice. You can overcome any addiction. You can overcome any stronghold. You can overcome anything in your life through yielding to the Holy Spirit in your life. Romans 8 and 13 says, through the Spirit. You mortify the deeds of the body. I love what A.W. Tozer said. Not long ago, I went to Akron, Ohio, and I went to this great man of God's grave. He said, no day goes by but that I give myself completely to the Holy Spirit. Not a day goes by that I don't give myself completely to the Holy Spirit. I want to be very careful. I'm not doing something in my own strength. I want you to understand You can have victory over condemnation. You can have victory over domination. There's a third thing you can have victory over desperation. Somebody said, Pastor, these are desperate times. Yeah, I agree. They're pretty desperate. Pretty desperate. When we go to the store and we fight over toilet paper, pretty desperate times. Pretty desperate times. Somebody said to me one time, they said, Pastor, what do what does uh, Uncle Sam, a rooster, and an old maid have in common? I said, run that by me again. What does Uncle Sam, a rooster, and an old maid have in common? I said, I, I don't have a clue. They said, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Uncle Sam says, Yankee-doodle-doo. A rooster says, Tucker-doodle-doo. And an old maid says, Any old dude will do. Amen. <laughs> That's desperate. But I want you to know something, folks. We can have victory over desperation. You say, where do you get that? Well, look, Romans 8 and 18 says, no matter what you're going through, it's nothing compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. No matter what you're going through, it's nothing compared to the glory that's going to be revealed in us. And Romans 8 and 23 says this, folks, that one day we're going to get a brand new body. Amen? No longer will they be five B's. We'll not experience the five B's, baldness, bulges, bunions, bifocals, and bad memory. No, no, no. No longer five B's. We'll get a brand new body, amen? Life's kind of like a a bath. The longer you stay, the more wrinkles you get, amen? But let me tell you something, folks. Hey, listen. Somebody said, Pastor Benny, are are you scared to death of corona? I'm not scared to death of corona because I want to report to you to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. This world's not my home anyway. I'm only passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door and I really can't feel at home in this world anymore. Let me tell you something, folks. No, I'm not scared because I know Jesus. Jesus let me tell you something else we're free we have victory over desperation because verse 26 says this when you get so low that you don't know how to pray the Holy Spirit will pray for you when you don't know what you should pray the Holy Spirit's going to pray for you I'm going to tell you there's blessings to being a Christian You're free from condemnation. You're free from domination. You're free from desperation. But you have victory over miscalculation. You see, you have victory over miscalculation. You say, Pastor, I'm worried about all this. Romans 8 and 28 says this, And we know that all things work together for good. To them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. You said, What do you think, Pastor? Here's what I know God's got this. <laughs> do you think God's up in heaven wringing his hands? God's got this. You say, well, I, I don't know how everything's working out. You don't need to know how everything's working out. Here's all you need to know, that God said, I'm working all things for your good. I'm, I, listen, I wish I would included this in your sermon outline. I wish I had. But I want to give you five words. And if you're writing, listen, writing it is equivalent to hearing it 11 times. Writing it once is equivalent to hearing it 11 times. So if you're writing on Romans 8 and 28, just write down five little words. Number one, certainty. Certainty. Get this down. We know. No, no. Not perhaps, not maybe. We know. You okay? Is anybody with me other than me? We know. I want you to see the certainty. But look, not only the certainty, but I want you to see the completeness. Look what it says. And we know all things. All means all, and that's all that all means. All means all, and that's all all means. And we know all. See, I want you to see the certainty, the completeness, but look, the cause And we know all things work together. Wait. God is working it. God is working it. Wait, wait. God. You say, but I don't understand it. You don't have to understand it. God is working it. I don't understand how you eat three square meals and end up round, but we do. Amen? God is working it. God. is working it get these words this is a message certainty completeness cause wait one four number four condition what's the condition and we know all things work together for good to them that love God the condition is loving God now wait one other word consequences look what verse 29 says for whom he did foreknow He also did predestine to be conformed to the image of his Son. God is working all things to make you healthy. No. God is working all things to make you happy. No. God is working all things to make you wealthy. No. God is working all things to make you like Jesus. And God's working all things in our lives to make us like Jesus. Let me tell you something. You've got victory over condemnation, domination, desperation, miscalculation. i got to move. But you've got victory over intimidation. You say, what do you mean, Pastor, intimidation? Romans 8 and 31 says, if God be for you. (laughs) Who can be against you? Let me give you a great Bible study uh, sometime. In in the Bible, in Joshua chapter 5, Joshua had been battling all these armies, the Amorites, the Moabites, the termites, you name them. He'd been been battling all these armies. And in Joshua chapter 5, verse 13 and 14, Joshua looks out there and he sees a guy with a sword. And he's holding that sword And Joshua don't know it, but it's a typology. It was Jesus. It was an angel, but it was Jesus. And Jesus was standing there with a sword. And Joshua said, hey, hey, guy, are you here to take our side? Are you here to take their side? And Jesus said, I'm not here to take sides I'm here to take control. (laughs) And I just want to remind you, folks, if God be for us, who can be against us? And I want to remind you, even in the midst of all this turmoil, Jesus Christ is still in control. Amen? Let me give you a couple more that is victory over limitations, victory over limitations. Now, there's a verse that if you get this verse, folks, if you really get this verse, this will bless you more than anything I've said today. If you get this verse. Romans 8 and 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? You know what God said? The hardest thing I ever did, the hardest thing I ever did was I gave my son. Hardest thing I ever did is I gave my son. And God said, listen, if I gave my son for you, I'm going to give you everything you need. You said, Pastor, I don't I I don't know. No, No, no. Let me tell you something. God gave his son for you. And that verse says, If I'm willing to give my son for you, you ought to know that I'll freely give you everything you need. I'll freely give you everything you need. I'll freely take care of you. I'll freely watch over your life. I'll freely meet your need. I'll freely. Somebody said, Pastor Benny. Pastor Benny was one of the first to jump out there and bring people back to church. He was one of the first to jump out there and bring people back to church. I I bet it was a financial issue. You'd lose that bet. Listen. During the nine weeks that we hadn't been meeting, the giving was not down, but the giving was up. Because God... God will take care of his church. And Hudson Taylor said it best. God's work done God's way will not do without God's supply. And I'll promise you, God's going to take care of you. God's going to take care of his people. I was reading about a lady, Louessa Steed. We're almost done, folks. Louessa Steed she was a godly lady and she married a godly man and she married a and they had a little four-year-old girl and her name was Lily and they go out on Long Island and they're going to have a picnic and this godly lady and her godly husband were out there with that little baby girl four years old and they heard a scream and down in the ocean There was a young man drowning, and her husband ran and jumped in the water, and he lost his life trying to save that little boy. Louisa Steed said, My daughter, only four, we had a tough time, but she said, God always provided. You get this, folks. God would bankrupt heaven if it took that to meet your need. God's going to meet your need. God's going to meet your need. I promise you that. And she said, we went through low times. And Luessa said one night, it was dinner time. And she said, I didn't have any food. And she said, I said to my four-year-old daughter, Lily, we're just going to pray and thank God. And she said, we joined hands there at the table. We didn't have any food and we prayed and we thanked God for how good He'd been to us. And she said, As we finished praying, I heard a knock on the door. And she said, I went out there and opened the door and there was nobody standing there. But she said, I looked down and there was a meal fit for a king a meal fit for a king and she said my baby enjoyed that food and she said my baby got her belly full and she went to sleep and when she went to sleep <laughs> words started coming to me and she said through that experience i wrote a song <laughs> she said he's a god without limitations she saw the Lord meet her need. Yeah. This is the song that she wrote. Let, 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 let's sing it, Amber. Tis so
1: sweet to try.
0: so glad <laughs> I'm so glad you may be seated I'll learn to trust him yes, amen. let me let me give you one and I'm done it's last but it may be the best victory over separation you know what if you read Romans chapter 8 go home and read it it starts with a no it starts out with no condemnation but it ends with no separation. (laughs) Look what the Bible says. For I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know what I'm grateful, folks? No matter what you've done, nothing stops God from loving you. No matter how bad you've messed up, nothing stops God from loving you. God loves you unconditionally. There's not anything you can do. People put us on guilt trips. We say, I made some bad decisions. I've made some bad decisions. But not anything ever stopped God from loving me. Not anything ever stopped God from loving me. There's a story that I close with. It's a beautiful Bible story. It exemplifies God. And I close with this story. There was a man in the Bible. His name was Hosea. Hosea is a picture of God. I want you to get that in your mind. Hosea is a picture of God. And God says to Hosea, marry that woman. And he marries a woman, and her name is Gomer. That should have been a red flag. <laughs> if you're dating a gal and her name's Gomer, that's probably a warning sign. Amen? Amen? is Gomer and they have a little baby little baby and he's so happy but you know what if you read the Bible she has two more babies but the only problem is Hosea is not the daddy other men other men are the daddies But she doesn't stop there. She literally becomes a prostitute. Man after man after man after man. But it, it doesn't stop there. She reaches an all time low. She's being sold as a slave, she's a tramp. She reaches an all-time low. She's down there. All these men, and they're down there bidding on her. But there's a guy goes down there. His name's Hosea. He walks up to that auction block, and he sees his wife. She no longer looks like she used to look. She's got that worn, taggard sin look about her. And he sees men bidding on her. Keep in mind, he's a picture of God. And Hosea says, I got to bid. And another man bids. And Jose just digs a little deeper. He said, I've got more money. And another man bids, and Jose digs real deep. He pulls out a big bill. He said, Here. And the auctioneer says, Sold. I've often thought about if any of those other men had bought her, it probably would have been fair. But she was already Hosea's wife. And he goes down there and buys her back. And I can almost envision they're walking back home, and she said, Hosea, I did you so wrong. He said, that's okay, baby it's okay she said but Hosea I quit loving you he said I know but I never stopped loving you and folks I just described God to you (laughs) I just described God to you God's Hosea no matter what you've done God loves you No matter how messed up you think your life is, God loves you. And let me tell you something, God can redeem your life. No matter how bad you've messed up, God still loves you. Friend, I trust the message today has spoken to your heart. And if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, I want to challenge you to do that today. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. And I've often said it's as simple as ABC. A stands for acknowledge. You've got to acknowledge that you're a sinner. B stands for believe. You've got to believe that Christ and His blood was shed on the cross for your sin. And then C, you simply must confess your sins to Him. I want to encourage you right now to repeat a simple prayer with me. I'll pray the prayer, you repeat it with me if you'd like to accept Christ as your personal Savior. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. But God, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm so sorry I want to change. I believe that you died for my sin. And I confess my sin to you right now. Come into my heart, Lord, and forgive me of all my sin. Now thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Thank you for coming in to my life. Amen. Friend, congratulations on the greatest decision that you'll ever make. And I want you to know this decision is not based on how you feel right now. Because God's not a feeling, He's a fact. This decision is based on the fact that you have done what God's Word says you must do to have eternal life. So congratulations on the greatest decision you'll ever make and thank you for being with us today. God bless you and we'll see you soon.